BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Grabs the rebound and resets in the corner. A.B. for three. Got it! Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is brought to you by Mountain America Credit Union. Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Also brought to you by Quick Quack Car Wash. Fast, clean, loved everywhere. And now, here's your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live, presented as always by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Tonight, the BYU Cougars are in Malibu for a matchup with the Pepperdine Waves. BYU snapped its four-game losing streak on Thursday night, winning at LMU 83-82 in overtime. Hopefully you stayed up late enough to see the very end. The Lions took a 12-point lead into halftime on just ridiculous shooting numbers in the first half. And then a few minutes into the second half, the Cougars found themselves down 17 at 50-33. to But BYU would fight and claw its way back, erasing the deficit and eventually taking the lead, which would go back and forth for the rest of the night. The game would go to overtime, and it was Seneca Knight's free throw that would give the Cougars the one-point lead and ultimately the win, a big-time victory, one that BYU absolutely needed to have terms of its uh, postseason hopes, standings, all of it. It was just a big win, as we mentioned, snapping the Cougars' four-game losing streak. Tijon Lucas in that victory was brilliant, scoring 17 points in his return. And Foose came back strong with another double-double. Listen to these numbers, 19 points, 12 rebounds, and four blocks. As I mentioned, the game just massive for BYU as it tries to reestablish itself as a strong NCAA tournament team. Now, the Cougars improved to 18-8 and and 6-5 and in the WCC with that victory. That puts them fifth in the standings. Now, Pepperdine is dead last with just one conference win on the season. Overall, the Waves are 7-19. and Pepperdine lost on Thursday at San Francisco, and this is a really young team with four freshmen starting. They are led by Jan Zedek, the only non-freshman in the starting lineup, and he's averaging 13 points per game. This team does not shoot the ball well, but as we saw at LMU, you still have to defend. You never know how a team is going to come out and shoot the ball. All right, let's dive into this matchup a bit more and hear from assistant coach Nick Robinson. Voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel, able to talk with Coach after practice yesterday. And Nick talks about his takeaways from Thursday night's comeback victory. I really believe that uh, we were able to show tremendous fight. Um, you know, we were down again in the game, but our guys were able to come together and believe in themselves and be committed to themselves and committed to the game plan. And, uh, you know, that really spoke to what Coach Pope, you know, wanted from our guys headed into this weekend on the road. You know, winning is hard, and uh, it's been a challenge for us the past couple of weeks, but last night our guys came together, they believed, they fought, and they were able to come away with some big plays, and then we we were able to walk away with a victory. What were you thinking and feeling down 17 in the second half? You know, at that particular moment, it was a little frustrating, I think, for all of us to see the score. Uh, but uh, I, in turn, was actually pretty calm. I thought that we, you know, offensively were getting back into a rhythm that we wanted to be. And, uh, you know, our guys got jolted a little bit coming out of halftime. And uh, we responded with multiple stops. Uh, and we were able to get back down and get great quality shots. And so, you know, the game is never over until 
it's over. And, you know, I got everybody's blood uh, pumping just a little bit extra. Uh, but, again, you know, credit to our guys for their fight and their commitment and, and the leadership from our more experienced, uh, you know, guys who've been in, uh, you know, situations that have been tough throughout their careers. Uh, but, you know, Tijon and, and Alex, uh, you know, were able to come out and show that, you know, we can, you know, be tough and that they can lead us uh, through tough stretches. In the course of a season, do you believe that certain wins carry greater significance than just a W in the in the win column? And, and, and could Thursday be a springboard of sorts to something pretty special? You know, every season has its ups and downs. It has its waves. Um, it's got, you know, the things that are going great, and then sometimes things are going not so great. You know, to be in that situation where we're down and to be able to fight back, you know, through stops and through scores and good quality play, you know, we were 2-1 to one assist to turnover ratio. You know, the belief in the commitment in each other from these guys uh, was really impressive, and I do believe that that's going to carry us forward and uh, into next week. You're clearly in, in game-to-game and one-game-at-a-time mode. There's a big-picture perspective, though, for every team when it comes to February and what wins and losses mean to a team. You guys are aware of that. The guys aren't, aren't immune to that. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, the WCC, uh, you know, is going to, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have the WCC tournament in Vegas, right? And so we're, you know, looking forward to that opportunity and however that seeds out. Uh, but for us right now, in terms of the bigger picture, yes, every single game matters. And, you know, right now we're in the middle of February, but it feels a lot like March. And, uh, you know, so we embrace that challenge. And, you know, again, I think our guys and their willingness to come together, uh, believe in each other, is going to take us into tomorrow and we'll have a great competitive affair. How dangerous is a 1-10 in 10 and very young Pepperdine team? Well, as we've seen, you know, every team in this league is dangerous. Uh, we went through a, uh, you know, a two-week stretch where, you know, each team, each night was a, a danger to, to BYU. So, you know, Pepperdine, uh, they're living on the edge just like we are. Uh, they're on their home floor. Uh, they've got a young roster. Uh, they've got nothing, you know, uh, you know, in terms of confidence that's preventing them from coming out and having a great game against BYU. So, you know, we're going to have to manage that. We're going to have to show our physicality and our toughness. Uh, we're going to have to be, you know, better defensively uh, to start this game and through the first, you know, uh, 25 minutes than we were uh, on Thursday night and uh, come out and hopefully execute just as well as we did uh, offensively. You haven't been a part of all of them, but Firestone Fieldhouse has been kind of a funky building for BYU over the years. Some good BYU teams have come in here and had to really grind. Yeah, no, I know our first year we were come from behind and uh, made a couple of huge plays down the stretch, uh, which allowed us, uh, you know, to walk away with a victory. You know, last year was a little bit of a different story. Uh, but, yeah, no, again, Pepperdine, they're on their home floor. Uh, they're, they're a quality basketball team uh, with a lot of young pieces who are, you know, not lacking for confidence at all when it comes to watching their film and what they're capable of doing offensively. Coach Pope and you and the staff have not yet lost a February road game. Yeah, I mean, November, December uh, was really <laughs> tough for us in terms of non-conference going on the roads. So we feel like we've prepared ourselves for these kind of opportunities and uh, you know January uh, you know we had different challenges to face um, and right now we are in February and again like I said it feels like March uh, where every game matters whether it's on the road or at home uh, we've got to come ready to play and come ready to compete at a very very high level. Coach Robinson always great chatting with you thank you for the preview and good luck against Pepperdine. Thank you let's go Cougs. Always great to hear from Coach Robinson. Appreciate his insight. And always thanks to Greg Grubel for grabbing those interviews on the road 
for us to be able to enjoy here during Cougar Pre-Game Live. Coming up next, we will head to Firestone Fieldhouse in beautiful Malibu, California. Our courtside conversation with Mark Durant is coming up and an update on the starting lineup. This one will be interesting. We'll let you know what's happening with the starting five tonight for the BYU Cougars. It's all coming up next on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Here's Jason Shepard with more Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. The Cougars and the Waves tonight for Malibu, California. Picturesque Malibu, and that's where we will head next to Firestone Fieldhouse. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. Mark, boy. How great is it to be doing this one after a win on Thursday night? Oh, man, <clears throat> the sun's brighter, the ocean is bluer, <laughs> everything is better after a victory, and it looked like it was going to be pretty grim for a long time. Credit these guys for, for winning that game. That was an epic battle and an amazing finish and all the, all the good things about, about sports, but, man, I don't know how many more of these games I can take. And, uh, you know, even though BYU won that game, Pepperdine looks at that thinking maybe this is one that we can get. They've really struggled, got drilled the other night. They've had some injury problems themselves. And so, I mean, I think BYU just needs to come out and put the, the gas pedal down, get a lead, and let the waves know that tonight is not the night that you're going to have your win and take away the question because – BYU's just letting teams kind of play with them, and then it's who knows what can happen at the end. BYU very, very lucky to get out of that one the other night with the W. Would it be too dramatic to say that Thursday's win at LMU saved BYU's season, certainly as it pertains to the postseason? Well, you're always, you know, drama, Jason. Drama, drama, drama with I, you. I do but, enjoy uh, TNT, yes. <laughs> I do know, they do know drama. But in this case, in this case, I think, I think you're right. I mean, just can't afford I – mean, you're already – hanging with by your fingertips to you know, being in the tournament, you know, being on the brackets and things. And you just can't give anybody another reason uh, to not put you in. Uh, Pepperdine and uh, LMU, you're going to play them four times over these last three weeks. Any, any loss in any of those games, you're in big, big trouble. I mean, they're just not good basketball teams. I'll do, I'll do respect them. I and obviously they played BYU really well, LMU, the other night. But they're not good basketball teams on the year. And lo losing to them would be would be pretty devastating. Now, I think BYU's got a great chance in this one. Pepperdine's really struggling. And then I, I don't really worry about BYU uh, losing at home. As we'll talk about, St. Mary's has just become a whole different ball game, uh, and so it's maybe not realistic to win that one. But uh, well, they're going to get a loss that, tonight. Yeah, yeah they're going to get a loss, and it's it's not going to be disqualifying, I think, to lose at Meragi, even if you do. But it's these four against Pepperdine and LMU that just got to make sure they get it done. Okay, well, let's get to the news that nobody wants to talk about, and uh, Greg Rubel speaking with Coach Pope. Uh, and you'll hear the interview coming up in about 20 minutes in its entirety. But part of that, uh, they discuss a lineup change, and it is a lineup change due to an injury. Uh, Fusine Traore is not going to be available tonight. Um, I do not know if it is the – for those that had the 
the, the television broadcast on, I, I could see towards the end of the game that when Foose went to the bench, he was kind of limping. And I don't know if this is the same injury. It was late in the game. I don't know if this is the same thing that's keeping him out, but you could tell something was not right. Either way, he's not going to be available tonight. So your starting five is Lucas, Barcelo, Knight, George, and Caleb Lohner now back in the starting five. Uh, what do you think of the starting five and then also without Foose, who's coming off 19 and 12? Yeah, I mean, that's what I saw as well. I think that's when it did happen late in that, late in that game. Foose was clearly limping off the floor. I don't think came back in the game. It was very late. And... Uh, I don't know exactly what it is. I mean, it looked like a, you know, a groin injury, that area, and it's not anything like an ankle or a knee. It's it's something, some muscle-related injury, and it just you just don't know how long that will be. I mean, he's out there walking around just fine, rebounding for his guys. Um, but if it's a groin-type injury or hamstring, those kind of injuries, they can go away in a week. They can go away in a month. I mean, they can really linger and it's tough to know exactly when to bring a guy back because you don't want to exacerbate the injury. And I, I highly doubt that we'd see him next Saturday. I don't, I don't know. I, I Just in my mind, knowing that type of injury, I would doubt Saturday and maybe even the next week with, with LMU and uh, Pepperdine coming in. My, my sincerest hope is that somehow, you know, in three weeks when you're looking at the, uh, the conference tournament that you'd have him if you happen to make the NCAA tournament, that would be obviously critical. I mean, this this team's not going anywhere fast without Fusini Chari in the middle. With that said, I think it's a great opportunity for Caleb Lohner to, to really contribute to this team and step up and be super important to this team. You know, he doesn't like to play the five, I don't think. I mean, he grew up in high school playing the three. He wants to play the three in college. But I think for his game right now with how he's shooting it, I think the best spot for him is actually at the five. I think he could be effective catching, you know, establishing a deep position, catching the ball, and then being kind of a, uh, the, the, the center of the, of the diameter and, and, be, and catch it, and, and he's a good passer and a distributor. Uh, I think he can do a good job with a power, you know, power jump hook shots rather than coming out to the three and shooting the three and off the dribble to the hoop. I think he, he's actually better suited right now to, to catch it low, make a post move and score in the post. And, and obviously, I mean, he had, even though he didn't score a lot, he had some really big rebounds in that game the other night, big offensive rebounds. I think he can be that guy to go get you offensive rebounds. And, and he's, he's been a lot smarter lately. He's not forcing as many shots. Uh, he had a couple times where he dribbled in. And you look like, oh, no, this, he's going to try and force this, and it's not going to work out. And, no, he stopped, and he, he kicked it to an open shooter. I thought I think he's been much better in, those, in that regard lately. And I think he's big enough and, and smart enough, and his skill set, is certainly there to, to play in the post and maybe the best thing for him. And if he can step in and fill that while Foose is out, that would be the best thing he could do for this team. And he might be the guy that would have, you know, you know it may save BYU's season here and get them in the tournament if somehow he can uh, figure out how to play that spot and be effective. Look, I don't know if Pepperdine defensively is going to be able to do the same thing like LMU did, but I thought the performance from Tijon Lucas on Thursday night was brilliant. He was as focused as I've seen him, and I, I thought it was even more important what he did based off of what the defense of LMU did to Alex Barcelo. They did everything in their power to make sure Alex Barcelo was not the guy that beat them, and I thought that that was one of the positive things that came out of that is that BYU was able to find a way to win that game largely behind guys like Tijon and Foose and Gideon George 
when the defense, you know, made sure that Alex Barcelo didn't beat them. I thought that was actually a very positive thing. I wonder if other teams will try and do that, obviously see if they have the same success, but I wonder if that's a blueprint other teams will try and utilize moving forward. Well, that's, yeah, they will, and that has been the case. I mean, people have really dedicated a lot of defensive resources to stop Alex Barcelo, and they've been some have been more successful than others. I mean, Alex had, had certainly had a few shots that he could have hit the other night. It just wasn't his night, but uh, when Alex t gets so much attention, that gives Tijan an opportunity. He certainly took advantage of it. Uh, Gideon was fantastic. Fusini was, was great. So, I mean, if I was playing with Alex, I would be thinking to myself, this is awesome because <laughs> – they're all trying to stop that guy, and I can get, get some buckets here. And, and that's how they ought to look at it. It's like we've got to punish, whether it's Pepperdine or Elm, we've got to punish guys for, for doing that to our star player. And it's almost insulting to me as a player that you're just going to let me do my thing. And, and they're not, it's not like they're not guarding those guys at all, but it certainly creates better opportunities, and those guys really need to step up because it's not going to get any easier for Alex Barcelo. Their teams will keep doing that. And – and teams have had success. I mean, BYU's won of their last five games, four, four game, uh, five games. And so, you know, it, it's worked to a degree. But I thought those those guys in particular were really, really good at, at making LMU pay for what they did uh, to Alex Marcel. Uh, it wasn't the offense. I mean, the BYU's offense has actually been pretty good lately. Uh, it, it's been the defense. And I don't, I don't know what to think of that. I mean, BYU's defense, it, it's just become too passive, really, Jason. I... I mean, when I play in and I catch it, let's say I catch it at the three-point line, it, it, there's a difference between a guy is guarding me and a guy is guarding me, right? Right. I mean, he could be there, and I don't feel a lot of pressure from him. He could, he can be in the same spot and yelling at me and waving his arms and, and getting after it, and you can just feel his intensity, and you're like, oh, man, this guy's kind of psycho. I don't want to – how do I – I got to get away from this guy. And BYU just doesn't have it. You, you look at their faces, they're in the right spots a lot of times, but they're just not really putting any pressure. They're not playing really good one-on-one, -on -one, uh, stopping the ball, and so you can turn the corner, and then you're in the paint, and, and Foose had to come help, or whoever down there has to come help, and then even if they miss a shot, no one's boxing out the big guy, and they get all these offensive rebounds. And I mean, it's just really been a disappointing defensive performance. They were a little better in the second half, but a team like LMU, one of the worst offensive teams BYU's faced all year, shot the lights out against you in the first half. I mean, that that's embarrassing, and you just need to get after people and start yelling and communicating and getting in their face. Don't just guard them, get in their face and maybe throw some half-court trap or full court. Apply some pressure, especially a team like uh, Pepperdine here, Jason. You got four freshmen that are playing. Yeah. Get in their face, make them figure. I mean, that's hard for freshmen to come in and what do I do? And uh, they'll make mistakes and turn. Anyway, I've just been super disappointed lately with with BYU's defensive performance. I thought they were that was really going to be their calling card, and lately it has not been good. And I think that's the the main thing that needs to be addressed for this team. Okay, well, let's focus on Pepperdine. As you mentioned, and I, I talked about this in the last segment, really young, as you said, four out of the five starters are all freshmen. This is actually very much like LMU, an opponent is struggling, not playing great basketball, nothing to lose, one conference win on the season. What type of approach do you want to see tonight against a team like that from BYU? 
Yeah, I mean, they're good freshmen, uh, but they're, they're, they're pretty raw. And, it, you know, it's not, it's not the Michigan Fat Five, uh, but they're going to be good eventually. One of the strengths of Pepperdine recently was just that they had Edwards's and, and Ross for so long, yeah. and they got older and so experienced. It's just really, really tough. And they'll be there someday, but they haven't been there yet. Plus, uh, you know, some of the experience they had, Jade Smith is out to injury, and uh, Jan Zedek uh, is warming up, but he was injured recently and may be limited in what he can do. So I mean, this is a great opportunity for BYU to come out really strong early, get a little bit of a lead, and just kind of send a message of shot across the bow that tonight is not going to be your night. Or, or, you know, you end up having another LMU game. So uh, they're not particularly big, especially if Zedek's not in there. Uh, and so I, I, as tough it is, as it is to lose Foose, I don't think it's – going to really hurt your chances against Pepperdine, but I just worry that BYU will continue kind of that passive play, and and the, these guys are good. They're college players, and if they get a, a three early, then they think, oh, man, it's my night, and then it's contagious. Everyone's hitting their threes, and the crowd's going crazy, and you're up against BYU by 10 at halftime, and it's like, I mean, it, you just can't go follow, keep following that script. It's just, it's just going to get you time and time again, and, and BYU's a better team than that. Uh, and against a team like Pepperdine, they need to be better. They need to say, we're BYU. We're here to really win this game and then win it going away. Mark, great stuff. Thank you so much for the insights. Time for the Cougars to get on the uh, the winning streak. Let's, uh, let's put two together and keep it rolling. Thanks, Mark. All right, my brother. We'll talk to you later. Enjoy Malibu. There it is. Mark Durant. With tires for no credit needed financing and the lowest price on every tire every day. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Back to wrap up Cougar pregame live next on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Let's get you back to Cougar pregame live with your host, Jason Shepard. Cougar Pregame Live is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Coming up uh, a little after 8 o'clock Mountain Time, it is the BYU Cougars and the Pepperdine Waves. And fans, remember when the Cougars win, you win with Papa John's Pizza. With the BYU win tonight, pizza will be 50% off at PapaJohns.com on Monday using the online promo code BYU50. That's BYU50. This offer is good at any Utah location. Quickly before we wrap things up, want to update you on BYU women's basketball. Number 20 uh, ranked team in the country, the Cougars going on the road at St. Mary's. They get the win, 84-69, a career high from Shaley Gonzalez, 30 Five points in the victory at Moraga. Congrats to the Cougars on the road win in conference. All right, coming up next, we'll get you out to Firestone Fieldhouse for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, brought to you by Zions Bank. For a financial slam dunk, Zions Bank is for you. Also brought to you by Big O Tires. Your local Big O Tires has financing available. Big O Tires, the team you trust. Now let's head back to the Built Bar courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu, California, as tonight the BYU Cougars seek to complete a SoCal weekend road sweep. In their way, the WCC Cellar Dwellers of Pepperdine 
the youthful and banged-up waves have won just one of 11 league games. BYU, meantime, resurgent after a thrilling Thursday win at Loyola Marymount. Uh, the Cougars remain in taking-care-of-business mode with tonight's Q4 game on tap. I'm Greg Grubel. I'll have your play-by-play call tonight, joined by my 25-season broadcast partner, the former Cougar cager himself, Mark Durant. And, uh, Mark, there was a lot riding on the LMU game. BYU was out to stop before game skid. More importantly, stay on the right side of the NCAA tournament bubble. Things did not look good down 17 in the second half, but a remarkable run and a fantastic finish earns BYU that overtime win that keeps BYU's postseason hopes in play and hopefully... Uh, signals the start of a late season resurgence. Yeah, I foresee, you know, in the future, sometime 20 years down the road, I'll have my little grandkids gathered around, Grandpa Mark. I got the computer simulated fire in the middle of us, you know, all the technology then, because it's going to be in the future. Holograms. And, oh, yeah, yeah, hologram fire. And I'll, I'll tell them about the 21-22 Cougars and how they were down 17 at LMU and somehow came back and Seneca Knight made a free throw and they won that game, and that was what spurred them on to win the national championship. Oh, oh. Uh, well, maybe that we can hope. Uh, I'll <laughs> settle for getting to the, uh, the finals of the conference tournament maybe and just making the NCAA tournament. That would be pretty good for me. Uh, so we, everyone's feeling really good right after that win, uh, such a great win. Then you can kind of get punched in the face with this Fusini Traore uh, news. But, man, you just got to keep bouncing back, and this team has bouced back more than most have been asked to. And I hope I think Caleb Loner's up for this challenge. I think he'll step in and do some good things. And this team, again, it, it takes another hit, but they're not done. They'll, they'll keep playing, and I think this is a, a great chance for them to kind of keep that momentum from the other night. Yeah, a little bit of the shine of the Thursday win taken off when you find out that uh, when we saw Fuseni kind of hobble off at the end of overtime or near the end of overtime, that was a harbinger of what was to come in the next couple days. You noted it when he was walking off the court, and uh, he definitely tweaked something. Looks like a groin injury right now for Fus, and it's going to keep him out tonight. Uh, coming up after this, we'll hear from BYU head coach Mark Pope about the Foose situation and more as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. For more with head coach Mark Pope, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. We are broadcasting live from high above courtside at Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu, California. This idyllic seaside setting has been anything but leisurely for BYU. The Cougars only 6-6 six and six in this tiny venue all time. 5-5 five and five in WCC competition, including a gut punch loss in BYU's last trip here last year. But this year's Pepperdine team is in rebuild mode. No Colby Ross, no Kessler Edwards. The Waves start four freshmen, stark contrast to BYU's experienced and senior-laden lineup. And in our pregame interview with BYU head coach Mark Pope, presented as always by Zions Bank for a financial slam dunk. Zions Bank is for you. Coach talks about uh, maybe using that experience and the springboard of Thursday's win to his team's best advantage tonight. I think at this point in the season, I'm not, I'm not sure how much. You know, the thing is, they're playing, they're playing um, four freshmen, but they're all, you know, they're all skilled guards, and so the translation factor, I think, is is pretty simple for them. They know what they're, they know how to play, and uh, they're, they, you know, they they really, really know their system. They're a good group. 
for a one and ten team, what concerns you most about how they play? Well, they're really dangerous offensively. So they're so, so they're a team that is um, that takes a lot of hard shots. They do. They take a lot of tough shots, and they're capable of making them. They haven't been able to do that consistently yet. But on any given night, they're incredibly dangerous. They play with unbelievable pace and transition. Like they they're trying to live in transition. They're really really physical down low and big down low. They're a good team that's just young. That's not so young anymore. For a one-win team in league, are they pretty capable for being a one-win team? 100%. There's no doubt about it. They're capable of beating anybody in this league, maybe minus the Zags right now. They're, they're a good team. Starting lineup change again for you tonight, this one by necessity. What's going on? Uh, we'll, we'll move Caleb to the five. Foose uh, at the end of the game um, against LMU uh, you know, had a, a little issue, so he's, um, you know, we'll see. Hopefully he gets back soon. What do you hope to get out of Caleb in the post tonight? Well, He's been. He was. A, he he had. He had one of his best games of the season at LMU. He was a three assist, zero turnover guy. But more importantly, was an unbelievable playmaker. He had three or four like all-star defensive possessions where he caught the move and moved his feet and took a charge and then caused a uh, turnover both on closeouts that were really really tough plays. Um, I thought he. I thought he was elite. We're going to need him to be a monster on the glass tonight at the five, which is which is a real challenge um, and he's got to be just a, a great playmaker for us again. Yeah, and LMU, a couple of big offensive rebounds and assists off those offensive rebounds as well. Yeah, and, and it, you know, we're just we're just small and we're getting smaller by the day and that's okay because we got tough guys and we, we, we can we can win in other ways but we have to, um, we need everybody on the glass. We need Sen to have a huge night on the glass. We need Gideon on the glass. We need Trevin and Spencer and Alex to have big nights on the glass for us to have a chance. Every game has its own personality. How much carryover can you or do you expect from a really strong effort on Thursday to kind of propel you forward? Well, I hope we carry over some of our, our offensive uh, feel. I thought the guys did an incredible job about fighting to make plays for each other. It was, you know, we were a 98th percentile in the country shot quality in that game. Uh, in Over the entire season, we were in the 98th percentile. It's our best scoring of the season and um, in terms of ranking that way. And so we got we to gotta see stay there. We did a great job earning each other's shots. Now, flip side is our urgency on the defensive end, we got to get it back. That, that's that's our bread and butter. That's who we are, and we have to find that. Sometimes, you know, you, you, you play how you coach and and so sometimes you address one issue and and you have some slippage on the other side and, and you know we were we were way more solid defensively in the second half we have to have a great defensive effort tonight you know over the course of the season we've been really solid in transition defense over the last five games we have not been and this is a team that their whole life is trying to exploit you in transition so we have to you know we have to shore that up like I said we're gonna have to be huge on the glass uh, guys are going to have to step out of character in terms of, of our rebounding numbers, especially on the defensive end, and uh, some of the challenges we're facing tonight. Coach, thank you for the pregame chat. Best of luck against Pepperdine. We'll talk to you All postgame. Thanks, man. All right, that's Mark Pope. Time now for tonight's keys to the game, brought to you by Ford. Built Ford Proud. Mark Durant has the keys to tonight's contest. Yeah, a few things. Uh, it used to be that BYU's depth at the five was the Mariana Trench of uh, of uh, positions for them now it's it's not it's it's the beach right now and that means that you have to be smarter I think uh, both the Tiki and Caleb need to be careful about getting into foul trouble so that's one stay out of foul trouble the other is like coach Pope talked about uh, rebounding 
I think you have to keep Pepperdine's offensive rebounding under under 10. I'll, I'll say 10. That's a pretty good number. But I think you keep them under 10. And then you can't let teams shoot the ball from the three as well as you did the other night. Got to keep them under, I'd say, 30%. So uh, beyond the three-point shooting, go get those offensive rebounds and stay out of foul trouble. Those are Mark's keys to the game. As we head to this break, we remind you that Smith's has all of your fresh game day grilling favorites. And when you shop today, you can get free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Just order from the app or at Kroger.com and make your game day great. Smith's, fresh for everyone. The BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show coming your way next, live from Malibu, California, on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show, brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Also brought to you by the BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Also by Siegfried and Jensen. Siegfried and Jensen has been helping Utah families for over 30 years. Now let's head live to the Built Bar courtside seats and join Mark Durant alongside the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu, California. Tonight, the 18-8 BYU Cougars, 6-5 in the league, visiting the 7-19 Pepperdine Waves. Waves 1-10 in WCC play. BYU has won 7-8 of eight and 9-11 of 11 against the Waves at the same time. Pepperdine has had historical success against BYU in this building, splitting with BYU 12 meetings all-time and splitting 10 Malibu meetings in the WCC. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Greg Grubel, Mark Durant with you from high above courtside. We're up in the stands above concourse level. Jason Shepard's our studio host back at BYU Radio. Our control board operators are Corbin Radford and Logan Gardner. Terry South is our coordinating producer. Our BYU Radio engineers, Sean Fay and Barry Squires. You're listening to us live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network, led by our satellite radio flagship, BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143, and over-the-air flagship, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. We are also on the BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, the BYU Game Day app, the KSL apps as well, plus the online streams at byuradio.org and byucougars.com. Well, Mark, Thursday's comeback win at LMU uh, was not one of those games that uh, put a lot of shine on BYU's poor season portfolio. In fact, uh, BYU's main metrics all dropped after the win, but the value of the win went beyond the numbers and the stats. First of all, it wasn't a loss, which it could have been. Uh, down 17 in the second half, and that might have proven fatal uh, to the Cougs at-large selection considerations. Then there's the manner in which BYU earned the win, coming back from down those 17 in the second half to win it in overtime. And finally... There's the fact that so many different players contributed to that win. If BYU goes on any kind of run to end the regular season, the seeds may have been sown that night at LMU. Yeah, I mean, that was a special half, Greg. And, and listen, Alex Barcelo was off that night, and, and teams are – there's only so much – even when he's on, there's only so much that Alex Barcelo can do just the way teams are playing him. So other guys have to step up. What I really like to see is the Gideon George is playing terrific basketball right now. He's a guy that can hit the three – but then he can dribble in the key, and he becomes a postman. He's a great postman, and that's a lot of flexibility there. Uh, I thought Tijon was absolutely terrific, and, and Caleb Lohner was good. I mean, he didn't score a lot of points, but he got some big rebounds. He got some assists, and, and, and 
I, I think that's important for him, and he'll need to step up here with Al Fusini. Uh, so I really like the fact that they came together. Everybody contributed. Trevin now, Spencer hit a big shot. They got it done together, and as a team that had a lot of stress and strain on them, Greg, they needed that. They needed to know that there's still a team that can come through for each other. They did it the other night, and now let's hope it moves forward. As we go to break, we'll tell you that mouth-watering Hawaiian-style food is minutes away from the Marriott Center. Fresh off the grilled chicken, teriyaki steak, and sizzling shrimp at Coconut Island Grill with the island flavors your mouth has been waiting for. Text the word ALOHA to 61090 for a 15% discount off your next visit. Text the word ALOHA to 61090. Starting lineups have been posted. It looks like Jan Zedek will be back in the starting five for Pepperdine. He was a question mark. He only played 12 minutes against San Francisco on Thursday night. Left with a quad contusion. Didn't play the second half. Coach Lorenzo Romar told me that if the the game were yesterday, he would not have played. Game time decision for tonight, and they have him in the starting five. We'll hear from Coach Lorenzo Romar coming up right after this as the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show continues live from Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cooper Tip-Off Show. Let's head back live courtside and join Greg Rubel. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show, live from Firestone Fieldhouse in Malibu, California. This uh, intimate venue within sight of the waters of the Pacific Ocean. It has been a beautiful day after a perfect week weather-wise in Southern California. Super Bowl week here in L.A. And the BYU Cougars are tonight to hoping to cap off a perfect weekend at least results-wise, with the second win in three days. It was one week ago tonight that Pepperdine picked up its only WCC win, a six-point home decision over Pacific in that game. The Waves lost the services of experienced shooting guard Jody Smith. Then two days ago, starting big man Jan Zedek left the USF game injured. But Zedek will give it a go tonight and try and play through that injury. So it's a somewhat banged-up Pepperdine squad that takes on BYU tonight. A short time ago, I sat down courtside with Waves head coach Lorenzo Romar and talked about how he hopes his young team comes together to confront the Cougars. It's tough. You'd, you'd like to see the young guys experience a couple victories, you know, for their for their uh, for their attitudes. They've they've just been great throughout this. It's been tough. Uh, it's been tough on them. It's been very difficult. It's been tough on everyone. Not winning many ball games, but uh, they're getting better and they're gaining valuable experience that you couldn't gain by just practicing. I look at some of the Pepperdine's metrics, and one thing that jumps out to me is when you guys get what you want, you have one of the best assist rates in the country right now. Well, we uh, different combinations that we play sometimes. We, we're, we're, uh, we're really challenged scoring the basketball. And as the season has gone on where we've had different lineups, different people with us, not with us, we've had to adjust, figure out who are the best offensive lineups, and I think that's helping with the, with the assists starting four freshmen and that's a challenge for any team as a coach every day you're trying to make sure that you're patient but yet moving on at the same time at at some point look we we got to go to multiplication we can't keep working on subtraction and addition you know so that's that's been a a little tricky there but uh, trying to keep their confidence there there are situations that we've been in where 
they're just not sure what to do. <laughs> and they're out there on the floor, and, and I don't mean schematically, or but, you know, here comes a run. How do we handle that? We uh, The shot isn't, the shots aren't falling. You know, a veteran team knows we better defend and we better guard and put the clamps on so that uh, maybe we can generate some offense that way. But this group is uh, just, just trying to be patient with them while still trying to move them along. I saw Jan Zedek got dinged up in the uh, in the USF game. You, you, you have the game game time decision with Jan today. Do you think? Yeah, we'll see. You know how he comes out, and warms up, and uh, yesterday if we would have played, there's no way he could have played. So we'll see. There's another day. Uh, it's a thigh thigh contusion, so you know muscles like that can get better quickly but we'll see thoughts on BYU uh, they ended a four-game losing streak with a, a nice comeback win at LMU two nights ago yeah uh, you have a six-year senior Alex Barcelo who is a good basketball player really good basketball player who is a, an all-conference guy and when you have guys like that you know some of your older guys, they they don't get rattled as much. They may not pull it out, but they don't get rattled. And they they know what to do. What's nest? They know what's necessary to get back in ball games. And I watched that game, and they just chipped away, chipped away. But in that second half, I mean, it was that lead was out within three or four minutes. So they they you could tell they were on a mission in that second half. Well, it's good to be back here at Firestone Fieldhouse. Games between BYU and Pepperdine over the years have been uh, they've been interesting. It's a 50-50 affair usually. Well, there have been some good games. Uh, I remember Big Yoli Childs came in here and gave us about 38, and we couldn't do anything with that. Yeah, right, right, right. So hopefully uh, we can come out here and, and be real competitive. Coach Romar, always a pleasure. Thank you for the time, sir, and we'll see you in Vegas. Okay, thank you. That is Pepperdine head coach Lorenzo Romar. We'll have more of the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show right after this. Live from Malibu on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Let's rejoin Craig Rubel. The BYU and Pepperdine coming up here at Firestone Fieldhouse. This game, one of three contests uh, that all start at 8 o'clock Mountain Time, capping off a full slate of games in the West Coast Conference today. Already today, USF went to Santa Clara. And Santa Clara, which defeated St. Mary's to begin the week, got handled by the Dons today. The Dons lost to Portland at home this week. So... 74-58 your final. USF wins it. And then just moments ago, San Diego capped off a 60-54 win over Pacific. So Pacific has kind of settled into the bottom three in the WCC along with LMU and Pepperdine. Portland tonight will be taking on LMU. And Portland may be you know, pressing for middle-tier status by the end of the season. The big game is in... Spokane, St. Mary's will play Gonzaga at the same time BYU and Pepperdine tip it off, but you see at the top of the league, Gonzaga and St. Mary's, then you have three teams in a similar space, San Francisco at 8-4, Santa Clara at 7-4, BYU at 6-5, maybe to go to 7-5 tonight, and uh, those three teams, Mark, you're likely going to see the third and fourth place teams come out of those three teams, San Francisco, Santa Clara, BYU. One of those is going to have to play on Friday. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't see a second place for BYU. Maybe you beat St. Mary's and that happens, but you're just trying to get in that Saturday game, the three and four. Even if you have to play Gonzaga on uh, in the semis, that, that, that's you just got to be in that top four. It's got to happen for BYU, and there's a good opportunity. I mean, you you, know, you had the six losses, uh, but 
you got three weeks, you have the best schedule. So, I mean, it all balances out. BYU's in a good spot if they can take care of business against the Waves tonight. Pepperdine tonight, St. Mary's and Moraga next Saturday, and then it's uh, LMU and Pepperdine to end the year at the Marriott Center on the final week of the regular season. Let's note that I give you standings, but the league is going to end up using the Ken Pomeroy-inspired adjusted win percentage standings that will not reflect the actual win and loss totals that you see in the official stats. Uh, they're weighted wins and weighted losses, and it actually doesn't help BYU that they play the ninth and 10th place teams four times in the final weeks. You've got to beat you them, question. certainly. Do they only go to the weighted if the, there's a schedule discrepancy? I'm, what if you're tied? They, or if, if I'm sorry. What if Santa Clara is a game ahead? It comes down to straight okay. weighted. Yeah, okay. because there, right. there won't be an even number of teams played, games right. played by every team. So okay. at that point, you go to the weighted, and it comes down to strictly adjusted win percentage. BYU conceivably could end up ahead of Santa Clara if they appear to be tied and Santa Clara has the head-to-head -head win over BYU. It's all about the weighting uh, of the games. And again, having to play LMU Pepperdine four times, other teams may only have to play them three times or two times. It might help those teams and not so much BYU. We might get a better idea when those first standings come out. That could be as soon as tomorrow, just uh, for the record. We'll come back in a moment. We'll tell you that BYU men's basketball is dunking on cancer. Through generous donations, each BYU dunk during WCC play will raise money for BYU Simmons Center for Cancer Research. For more information on the Cougs' fight against cancer, go to sccr at chem.byu.edu. Final words before tip-off coming your way next. This is the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. The Cougar Tip-Off Show rolls on. Let's head back live courtside. All right, the BYU and Pepperdine just moments away. A couple of words before tip-off. Tijon Lucas missed the Gonzaga game. It was a game BYU got throttled in. He came back at LMU, and, and Mark, man, alive. 40 minutes and 15 seconds of floor time for Tijon Lucas. And in the game, BYU won by just one. He was a plus 12. When he was on the floor, it made a big, big difference for BYU on, on Thursday. I think he could kind of sense that it wasn't necessarily Alex's night. And he, as a senior leader of this team, I think took it upon himself to step up his game. He was just terrific. I mean, so many good things in distributing, not just scoring, distributing. And he was the key to get back in the game with those three threes. I mean, just almost single-handedly won it. And then everybody kind of followed his lead towards the end there and, and hit some big shots, but he was fantastic. And circling back to the main storyline of this night, Fuseni Traore coming off his sixth career double-double, 19 points, 12 rebounds, career-high four block shots at LMU, and we'll not see him tonight. Uh, we hope to see him a week from tonight, maybe not even next Saturday at St. Mary's. It sounds like a groin injury and uh, enough of a concern that he's not even dressed tonight. So the long-term health of Fuseni Traore may help determine the long-term health of BYU's postseason hopes, Mark. Big night for the Cougs and especially Caleb Lohner. Yeah, I mean, this team it, it started to look like Rocky Balboa at the end of, uh, of the fight. He's still, they're still standing, but they're beat up, man. And it just keeps coming. You just hope Poos can get back because how good? I mean, that was good when we've seen him play. He was so good. And then to have that happen right at the end, that's tough, tough. Coming up next, tip-off of BYU and Pepperdine from Malibu. This has been the BYU Store Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.